are we good to start with or uh... yes sunita yes i'll just give a small intro and we'll begin okay yeah uh hello everyone and good evening with uh, a bundle of joy i welcome all of you to a whole new episode of feature planner presence live aim Today amidst us we have a Sunita Radha Krishnan who is presently a machine learning consultant at Machine Learning Reply Munich Bavaria Germany. She pursued a bachelor's degree in electronics and instrumentation engineering from Anna University India and a master's degree in automation and industrial IT from Kolong University of Applied Science. Uh, Sunita we are extremely delighted to have you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the great introduction, and uh, yeah, I uh, feel uh, glad to be part of this uh, gathering to audience everyone here, or uh, to address the you know future engineers. I can say. very sweet of you the pleasure is indeed ours so let me begin by asking you about your experience as a machine learning consultant uh, what exactly is the role of a machine learning consultant can you throw some light on that so yeah for sure so <clears throat> according to me um, i started my uh, career uh, you know with respect to data science and machine learning uh, say 2 years back so uh, that's when uh, i did most of machine learning and data science my masters degree uh, so uh, from there on uh, you you like it's it's very clear that machine learning and data science is is the boom of the industry now uh, so like uh, i know there are a lot of people who are still waiting to get a, get an opportunity or to get get their get their hands on and get the experience and get the learning in the machine learning so i i can also uh, say that like the next 5 6 years and uh, that it's, it's there's a lot of scope towards machine learning uh, uh, still so still the industry is a big boom uh, currently so uh, uh, it's like it's it's worth that everybody comes comes to know in this machine learning and data science and and it's still it's good to get along with this uh, domain in the current scenario Yes, you very rightly said it is right that machine learning and data science is presently the boom of the uh, industry. Uh, so we would like to know more about it. We notice that you have done uh, your master thesis on the same as well. So can you describe to us about your master thesis? Okay, sure. So so let me begin with my uh, master's degree. So that's when uh, I so in the first semester. Uh, Though you know my course is related to automation and IT, there were a lot more concentration on data science part. So uh, exactly as I mentioned in my second semester, where uh, I did a lot of case studies in machine learning and data science, and then there were a lot of mini projects that was given to us. It, it uh, one was the group project and one was an independent project, and that's when I really. Uh, got to learn by myself and lot lot more in the field of machine learning in feature engineering and uh, and all the bits and pieces of uh, piece of uh, machine learning after that i really uh, developed my interest towards this i was really like uh, i really thought like no more of uh, uh, i was previously a, a linux administrator but i was like i wanted to mo move more towards data science and machine learning because it was really it really grabbed my interest so after that i decided that let me do a, a full thesis thesis like like a 
six months dedication. You okay. need to uh, for uh, for me in my master's degree, it was a four months dedication, and and then you and uh, for me to gain in the, then you do a research work. It's more you do it in the industry. So I wanted to get into an industry and then do my master thesis. So that's when I started looking upon and I did my master thesis in Bayer. Uh, so I think you might be knowing about Bayer. Uh, Bayer is kind of a, a huge industry where it's it's focused on healthcare healthcare, pharmaceuticals, and crop science. So in that, I was under the pharmaceuticals division and uh, I was uh, applied mathematics intern in Bayer. So I did a four months of internship in Bayer where I did a lot of data engineering. And then I gradually uh, moved to do my thesis in same uh, Bayer uh, for four, next four months. So it was an eight month uh, experience for me in Bayer. And my thesis was uh, more focused on feature engineering. So uh, it, the uh, thesis was like more of automatic extraction of features and selection by doing, you know, uh, with, uh, with the batch process data. Because my industry deals with the process, with all the pharmaceutical process. It's a process industry behind. So I was given a really huge data set. Uh, where it's it's really you know it's really worth and it's really like you get more curious when you when you're given data set such big data set and then you want to get your hands dirty on it so the eight months was actually not enough for me <laughs> i wish i was doing a little more of uh, uh because when, once when you're at the end you feel like wow we've done a great job and you want to do more so uh, so eight months i was just focusing on this and the first four months was intern was with data engineering regarding to you know uh, pre-process the data and do all the batch process data mapping with time series and everything and then i moved to modeling part uh, so that was a it was a prediction of um, a product quality because you uh, say for example it's a production data you you know you have this uh, uh, to be in simple words, you have a tablet. So uh, take uh, take paracetamol. So Bayer is producing millions of paracetamol. Well, uh, so I I just extracted one year of data and then I built the prediction of product quality with all the feature engineering part behind. And then I came up with this thesis as an eight month uh, work. All right, all right. Uh you know, I, I was really getting inspired the way you, you know, walked us through the entire your career path of yours and the entire journey of yours. And you spoke about your work at Bayer's. It's, it's really inspiring how, you know, we could, you know, be a part of the healthcare and we could incorporate IT into that. Uh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. And speaking of your career path, uh, you started off your career at Infosys as a system engineer. So we would love to know about the work culture at Infosys and what are the different projects you worked on at Infosys in India? Okay. So, well, about Infosys, as you all know, as you were all, all part of Anana University, it was also a campus placement for me. It was nothing great that I went and fetched, uh, went into Infosys. It was a campus placement. And I was uh, uh, placed in two companies where I chose Infosys. So I started all my IT because, as you mentioned, my bachelor's was in E&I. And, you know, E&I has no connection with so much of into IT, except for the very basic uh, computer science part. So that's where I begin into IT at my Infosys and the Mysore, you all would have heard uh, if, if it's Infosys, it's nothing other than the Mysore training centers. So the Mysore training was like, you, 
irrespective of your domain. You can be a mechanical engineer, you can be an electronics engineer, you can be an IT engineer. You go to Mysore, you go to Infosys, you get, you get your hands from scratch in IT. So that's when I uh, really uh, developed interest and I really came to do a lot of coding there with Python and with other, other SQL and other, other stuffs. And then Mysore training gave me a lot of good exposure and very good learning uh, about um, the current systems engineering role. And so it, it, is, it is an intensive six months training. And so the, so the next three months you will be you will be put into a domain. So I was chosen, a do I mean, I was automatically put into a domain in of uh, IMS. IMS is infrastructure management services. So which you deal with, uh, you know, Linux servers, Unix Linux servers. So I was uh, put into this domain and my path from there was totally shifted. From Mysore, uh, I went to Hyderabad and, and Hyderabad was my first posting, first project. So first project was a client from uh, USA and the client was a banking company, a capital group of companies, uh, which is an American bank. Uh, so in the USA and my client was uh, CGC and uh, in Hyderabad, I was for a year working with this project. So the main role of this, in, uh, of this project is that I was a Unix system administrator, which is nothing but a support project. To be in simple words, a support project. So support project is nothing but you get incidents. You get tickets, there will be Jira tickets, there will be Confluence, there will be a lot more tools that they use inside. And it will be solving tickets and you will uh, have uh, monitoring this. You will have to do monitoring of the servers. You do a server patching, you do a server decommissioning. Everything comes under, under this Unix system administrator umbrella. So these were my day-to-day -day activities and infosys, and I was like in regular, regular touch with client in, in, in USA. I was put into shifts. I was like uh, shifting uh, 24 bus, it's a 24 bus seven project. So in a week, five days, you will work in any shift, morning, afternoon or night shift, but we have a schedule. So from there on, I learned a lot of stuff because it was my start. For a start, it is really good to be in a support project because you do the stuffs again, you, you'll do a stuff more of a repetition but you get used to it. And then you, you see different scenarios. So, but the same stuff in a different scenario. So that's when you get to learn a lot of stuff. So I, for me personally, I learned a lot of stuff there. And after one point, I was like really um, bored of doing the same stuff. And I felt there's no much of learning after one stage. And also to be in my comfort zone, I, I was enough of Hyderabad and stuff. And I wanted to move back to my Chennai. So I wanted to shift in my project. And I asked and I asked my manager for a shift and I took the call and uh, I was lucky, lucky enough to get into another project where it's a development project. So it was a big leap from support to development and development project was in Chennai Infosys. And there I was a part of Walmart. I'm pretty sure all must be knowing Walmart because Walmart is a big uh, USA departmental stores. So Walmart, yeah. I was supporting for Walmart. And that was a development project where uh, I was, where the main project was migration. So we were migrating Unix servers to Linux. So that was also a very big team, but mine was a small part. And then uh, I was there for another one, one year. And uh, they were most of, you know, migrate, uh, testing the applications, services, the database and all in the Unix test server. And then you do a development server and then you migrate to the production environment. I was also a part of a production environment and I have regular meetings with the client. I got to interact with a lot of people 
and there was a good lot learning and that's when my two years of infosys was more concentrated on linux and c c++ like that uh, so this was my overall uh, high level of uh, work at infosys i can say yeah yes uh, you know like i said we have a lot of final year students uh, you know in our community so uh, you know this piece of information that you very elaborately shared with us is very vital for all of them because all of us are in a state you know a very perplexed state of what is actually happening in the it industry and all that thank mm-hmm. you so much for that edifying you know description um before we move on let me take you a little off track and ask you a very non technical question so we ask this question to most of our speakers uh, we get interesting answers uh, the question is oh, sunita what would you do if you had won 1 million dollars today <laughs> that's a hypothetical question i can say but uh, today okay so in today you I, okay first of all i will confirm if i really got 1 million dollars <laughs> that's the first thing i would do and after confirmation maybe uh, in in regard with today's scenario i could uh, you know uh, maybe do a first investment uh, in a profitable platform um, uh, where it can be any platform it can be in any say in any investment platform that you prefer or cryptocurrency or anything and i might also do a part of a money for the covid relief fund because you know that's that's all very very you know the need of the day i can say so i would i i'm i would be really happy to donate a part of the amount on for the society cause and then and then and then maybe i can also get a private jet for myself <laughs> because 1 million dollars i can say it's a really huge amount uh, i can also get a private jet and instead of uh, you know booking flight tickets from then and because as a person i like to travel a lot so uh, so so i can get a private jet and then hire a person hire a pilot and then i can also or oh, maybe just travel the world why not instead of just paying the tickets in the incognito mode and checking for coupons and checking for lower prices of flight tickets i can really go into this i can say <laughs> That's it. That's interesting. You know, when we ask this question to most of our speakers, you know, the most uh, reply we get is, uh, "I will quit my job and just relax." <laughs> But then it was, uh, you know, very smart of you to actually say, "At first, I'll check on if I actually won it, and then invest." And it's very sweet of you to actually address the pressing, you know, COVID situation and you know, providing a hand to it as well. Yeah. Um, that's- <laughs> <laughs> That's very sweet of you, Sunita. So the next thing I want to ask you is, what are your hobbies? What do you do at the leisure time? Okay, so me being in Germany, uh, I am I'm, I'm I'm like I have to take care of myself, which is the first hobby I can say, <laughs> which is also the need of the day. So for me, I try to split my times for myself. You know, I work and then I do a lot of uh, uh, leisure activities like uh, cooking. and i do I, i i love badminton so i play badminton with my friends here and then cooking and then uh, and then you know here the weather will always will, will always be fluctuating and if it's really really good weather just go out for a walk that's it <laughs> right a very very vital three obvious like self care is the golden you know key i'm glad you mentioned uh, that okay coming back uh, can you please speak to us about the current projects you're working on 
Okay, so in in my company, right in Germany, so it was not a very big uh, leap for me because rightly I switched my company from Bayer. I was in Bayer as an I was in Bayer for eight months, as I mentioned earlier, uh, and then that is that was not a full time opportunity, but it was in part time, like as you guys are doing interns. So it was also an intern for me because I recently graduated, and then now I'm doing a full time opportunity in company called Reply. and it is an it software consulting company so as the name itself says consulting so you know you have a lot of clients and it will be a lot of agile projects and you cannot you, you cannot say that you get a project for 8 months a year or so you you will have very small projects as well so currently uh, until like re- currently until last week i was working on a project with uh, another client called infineon it is also a huge a top 10 semiconductor company in germany i can say and the project was i what i was working on is more of hadoop clusters so uh, there they have they have a project where they are migrating cloud version 6 to cloud version 7 so i was uh, just part of it because i started my um, uh, role as a machine learning consultant in the month of april so it's not too much time for me it's just two months past by past by so until last week i was in that and also another project called c3 so c3 is a california client and c3 is to be in, to be in a nutshell uh, it is a software it's a new software it's very expensive software but uh, you don't it's not so much in the market but uh, it is only you know you know this shell the petroleum company called shell so shell as a, from an it perspective they use the c3 so i was working with c3 and it was more of javascripts and typescripts and we were building a, a base data model uh for them and uh, and my part was more of in data engineering where uh, and then a lot of uh, relation diagrams and erd and database and all these stuffs so these are the two projects that i'm currently working on very interesting project now we, you know uh, we as students we are getting used to all those you know uh, words like and concepts like agile and uh, you know hadoop clusters and all that you mentioned thank you so much for enlightening on all that uh, speaking of the work culture so how different is the work culture in germany and india because you have worked on both these countries so how different is the work work culture in here a very awesome question first of all <laughs> because it is really good to uh, you know address this question at the right time because uh, okay so uh, an infosys in infosys in india 2.5 years was literally a pain i should not use this colloquial word but i'm using it <laughs> so excuse me for that it's a pain in the ass i can say but <laughs> uh, to be frank uh, okay for a start uh, right from your engineering right from the bachelor's it's 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 a really go to go to you you have to go you have to get an experience in industry and it's a really worth but how much ever you the more you put the hard work the more you gain so of course there's there's a famous statement called no pain no gain so i was ready to pitch in i was there for 2.5 years and the work culture there at infosys was like as you all know it, i started my day at 6:30 am because you know from traveling from city to chengalpet where mahendra city is it's already one and a half years for a day for a uh, for to and fro so for example i start my day at 6 am and i end my day at 9 pm so uh, the work culture there and then like you know here it is very structured 
in germany it's very structured you work monday to friday you work very dedicated 8 hours it's 40 hours per week you work 8 hours per day and then nobody will question you nobody even if you have a deliverable it's it's even if you have a priority that time you can you can like you know take the full uh, full uh, uh, guts to go tell it to your colleague that you are so and so you are so and so and you have done your part and you can deliver because it's 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 like you know the work culture is that there's no one to judge you here there's no one to pull you down here so it's but at the same time we have to put our own hard work and we have to be very truthful that's very important so this germany work culture is very structured nobody is going to question you after 5 pm say and saturday sunday nobody will, is going to even ping you or ask you anything but in india i really had a very you know a very unusual experience okay my team was good but for my friends i have heard a lot of people coming and complaining to me telling that this happened and which which they which they put their uh, you know they took a lot of pressure so in india as far as bazai bazai as far as i know oh, there were there were like a lot of uh, tensions and a lot of pressure if not all times sometimes and even there were days to be frank there were days even i was supporting on saturday sunday there and with uh, for a production and i was okay to do it because it's okay it's fine once or twice or thrice to learn and to support it's totally fine but not always you know situation doesn't favor you always and that's when you know you will be a bit cranky and i was a bit cranky and all and then i thought what why don't we take the next leap and i used my 2.5 years of experience of infosys very wisely and then i took the next leap and that's when i came to germany and i i really appreciate the germany's work culture for its structured you know organization that's it i really appreciate your answer very honest and frank but like most of us are not really aware of all this uh, thank you so much for that honest uh, you know uh, reply uh, like you like you were saying you took a next step you took a big leap so can you please share with us about the several process that are carried out while applying for higher education in germany what are the prerequisites uh, when you apply for higher education in germany okay uh, so the first thing that uh, any person should do is like first you need to ask yourself a question why do you need the higher education and and uh, when you ask why hey, you get the answer automatically and then you see so in what domain you want you will already be in a domain now you all are engineers you all are you all are already working doing intern doing everything so you might ask yourself what domain you want to excel you know there's a difference between doing now and excelling in something so well, that's when we decide that uh, you take what course and first prerequisites i say that you first decide on what domain and then choose your country it can be germany it can be canada it can be uk it can be ireland choose the country according to your situation like it can be financial situation or it can be the uh, country situation where you have a lot of boom in this country for this domain and say you have a, a lot of opportunities for x domain in in y country and then you want to choose this country so you have to basically do a research work by yourself and two things so first as i mentioned uh, which you want to excel in and second thing is in which country you got to do a, a basic groundwork and then you get your answers after that is when you choose your universities so uh, like uh, for example you choose a country and then you get into the small boxes 
and then you choose your uh, universities. After choosing the universities, you will you will have to first inquire. The most thing that you should you should do is you have to find out your seniors. You have to you you of course have LinkedIn now. You the the market is so nice for us. It's like on the plate. But you have to just go do a research work. So you have LinkedIn, you have Facebook. Of course, if you hit the university, you're going to get a couple of people there. And there will be at least one who responds to you. So you got to first ask your seniors, how was their experience? And how, was, how, how did the program, program uh, be structured in the university? And, how, and then do, do estimation with all these answers and with your research work and with the current scenario. These threes, you got to combine into one. And I, to, to, to me personally, if you ask, maybe for USA and Canada, it makes sense to go to a consultancy. But to Germany, because I just did it for Germany, I know that I never went to consultancy. You can do it with your own. It is not a rocket science. We all are engineers. So you hit the Google, you get everything, and you just have to go talk to people. And I agree, there are people who don't respond, but there are people who even respond. So you can do this and then instead of going to consultancy, you can just do your own research and get into it. That's it. Okay, this is fantastic. You know, as you were saying, I was literally writing it down because I really appreciate the way you told us, uh, you know, you walked us through each step. Uh, personally, for me, it, it is very informative. Thank you so much for that. And I just have one last question for you, uh, Sanita. And that question is, uh, what are the do's and don'ts for an ML aspirant? Okay, mm, like, uh, okay, like we cannot generalize it as an ML aspirant. So uh, as a ML aspirant, aspirant, do's and don'ts. Okay, so if you want to be an ML aspirant, first, the first thing that you should do is that it's not like you really have an experience and then only I can do this. It's not like that. Like for me, I didn't have any experience, but I did it. Uh, so the do is that you need to really be confident on yourself and you to and you need to actually do you know if you're interested in this machine learning and data science and just know about it just know and just do a uh, do a self estimation if you can do it and then just do just play with the open source projects that is a must do you can play with an open source if you, in your free time and if, if you really are interested to go into this you can take some open source project and really work on it and just know it and the don't uh, so uh, and the don't part is that you can uh, like this the, it depends uh, the don't is that you you cannot first just take a data set and do whatever you want because in the production or in the industry it is not going to be in that manner. You cannot do whatever you want because at least then, and by that time when you go to an industry, people will expect from the other end, the, the employee or the employer will expect at least that at least that and you cannot, you should know what are the don'ts. So the don'ts are that like, it, you cannot just take a data set and play with it. You can play with it, of course, but you cannot uh, but, uh, hit something random. So you just need to, you know, previously know the steps in the, in the beginning to what you want to do and what you don't want to do. With, with, with regards to the data set, I can say. And uh, yeah, so on a general note, I can I, I think I've conveyed the answer to you. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's 
was vivid enough. You very rightly said, like all of us drown in that fear because we always assume, no, I don't have experience. I don't know much about it, so I shouldn't probably work on it. But you very rightly said, you don't have to know the complete picture of it. Just have an idea about it and dive in. Right? Thank you so much for that motivation and for those insights. Uh, those were all the questions from me, Sonita. Now it's time for the public, uh, the audience, to shoot out their questions. Uh, so over to the audience, uh, guys. Please make sure you guys stick to one question at a time. Uh, you guys can unmute and ask our speaker the question. Uh, please introduce yourself and ask her the question. Okay. So uh, hi, Sunita. Uh, this is Veda. Uh, so my question for you is: You had mentioned, um, Sony had mentioned that you're an uh, electronics and instrumentation engineer. You had the background of uh, electronics and instrumentation, right? Mm -hmm. So what made you decide that machine learning was right for you? Okay, so um, as I said, my master's degree was in automation and IT. So when I went and did the research, first there were modules inside this degree saying this degree concentrates on these these subjects, and that's and inside that I could I was able to relate to data science because there were subjects for me which relate to data science, machine learning, and also in addition I had subjects related to my E and I subjects. Automation deals with PLCs, CADA, uh, and any industrial automation, core automation. So I all I know all these because. In E and I, I also had some subjects related to PLC scala. So, automate coming to the automation sector, or I wanted to do a justice to my bachelor's and to my IT experience of two point five years. Henceforth, I chose this degree automation and IT. Like I was researching, 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 and then I came to know that right, this automation and and IT really justifies what I want. And and after getting into automation and IT is when I broke down the big umbrella into a small umbrella telling machine learning data science. So I have four semesters of program. In four semesters, first semester and second semester was like a bit of you know all the subjects overview, hands on, and everything. In the third semester, you have an opportunity to choose in what you want to excel in. And for us, we were given to do a case studies. I can choose my own case studies. I can choose three case studies from which two I chose from data science and machine learning. So what made me choose is that my first two semesters were projects related to machine learning data science, and that's when I felt very interested. I felt no automation is not my cup of tea. I I was very sure that when I when I you know you you will know you will figure out gradually when you study and when you come to know about it. So after coming here, after meeting people and after my professor's advice and everything, in, I figured out what my my cup of tea is into an IT and where the IT stands now is machine learning data science and that's what I was taught also, and that's what I wanted also. So why not? And that's when I take a dive into the. Um, uh, case studies of uh, excelling in these two fields and I from three out of three case studies I chose two from this and one was a basic automation case study so this was my path I hope That's I really answered your question Veda yeah you did you did thank you so much uh, hello uh, and I'm Ishwa. hello yeah hello yeah hello Ishwar Ah uh, yeah, and I'm currently doing my bachelor's, uh, and my wish is to um, uh, do a master's in uh, machine learning. But uh, there are various uh, courses available out there, like uh, masters in statistics, masters in artificial intelligence. Like uh, there are various. 
uh, which should I go for? Because uh, basically all of these courses have like the same syllabus. Uh, which should I go for? So oh, when you mention masters, you you do you mention uh, which country? Do you also see the country? Uh, yeah, the I'm just uh, gone through the country like um, US and Germany. Okay, like for example, when you when you when you say that you want to do machine learning or artificial intelligence, see, like all the three are interrelated. It's not like artificial intelligence is a separate domain. Or even I was uh, taught of AI, but it was it was all all under the umbrella of machine learning. So you see the modules inside each master's degree course that they would have already mentioned everything. And apart from that, at, uh, if you see the modules, you can, as I mentioned earlier, you can ask, to the, you can reach out to people and ask how, how good it is. So it's not AI and machine learning is not, a, there's no much of big difference I can say, but AI for sure is going to, it's also going to be a boom in the future. Because AI is like, of course, it's going to be augmented reality in the future. And it's going to be everything else. It's going to be optimized and everything. ML is, is actually going to get saturated. But it, it's good you take, a, when you have similar subjects, you can take one of it and you can just, uh, you know, ask to people and then you can opt for the AI, I can say. It all depends upon the scenario and upon the university that you chose. Uh, okay, and uh, on my another doubt, uh, is it better to go for a master in statistics or a master in mathematics and uh, upgrading to the uh, machine learning field? Again, uh, see, statistics, mathematics. So, oh, again, here, when you mention these both, what are the smaller modules inside master in statistics, inside master in mathematics? Uh, I am sure master in mathematics is applied mathematics. Of course, it should be applied mathematics. If it's applied mathematics, only then you come into machine learning. M machine learning is basically applied maths. So, so, so basically, uh, you can uh, you can just see the sub modules inside it. You know that you will. You, it's it's all the the fancy name that they give. For me, they gave masters in automation and IT. It's very generalized. What is automation? No, everybody knows it's automation. But what is inside? So, if you when you mention master in mathematics, master in statistics, just just make sure that you go deep into it and know what are the sub sub modules inside that and then you can decide for yourself oh, okay thank you yeah thank you ishwar and veda for the question any more questions yeah 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 sonia i have a question yes yes Pravina. go ahead Hello, ma'am. Uh, I'm Pravina. Uh, does machine learning algorithm make a decision in real time? It's very useful or not? Uh, yeah, it it does. It is useful because you like you deal with a real time world data. What machine learning you you do something with machine learning is you gonna train the algorithms with, with what you will train. You will train the real time data. You go to the company. You 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 are now in working in a company, say TAC Labs, and TAC Labs gives you a data set. DAC Labs gives you data set in the sense they, they are giving their own real world data set. So you are doing some prediction, you're doing some algorithm with it and you're, you're, you're interpreting the results. It is going to be useful. That's how people uh, grow their business. You can, you can simply take any industry, you can simply take Vodafone, take Atel, you fetch all the customer call center data and you do some machine learning algorithms in it. You, do, you, you, you get some results and the results are not only with ML, you are growing the business. You are telling that this is this is what this is going to happen. You're forecasting something. You're predicting something. You're 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 detecting something. 
and you're growing the business so of course it is a useful uh, in real time i can say okay ma'am thank you any more questions uh yes uh, yeah yes yes ishita go ahead yeah hi sunita so like you're currently working in germany it's it's a pretty astounding country i just have one question it's it's pretty not technical but like were there any special prerequisites of like uh, you getting uh, into germany or like were like was it purely based on your work experience or did you do anything else other than that okay it's a good question by the way uh, so uh, here uh, when i when i came when i did all this research and when i was applying to multiple universities i came to know that right, you know the grade the grade that we get in our bachelors we, we all know how we get our university grades there's no doubt in that but still according to germany according to germany they they this matters the grade the average total final grade of all the 40 subjects that we learn matters to them yeah? and as well as as uh, also according, with respect to germany german language for them they are really crazy of their language they never give up on their language i can say so it is a benef- benefit right? if you have a basic german skills to get into germany yeah? uh, if not even if you don't have it's it's actually fine because why i'm saying is fine is you choose a, a course and you choose a course in english i'm pretty sure we we won't choose a course in german and there are courses in german there are courses in english you know the minimum instructions so when you choose a course in english there will be a, a, a clear disclaimer telling that at the course you start in english and it's okay or they'll be like it it is okay to have the candidate has a basic knowledge or not this statement is a highlighting when you get into germany for them so but on a safer side to be on a safe side and to be and to not get into any trouble and to for your, for your survival it's better to get a german basic skills so uh, the prerequisite is your grade point matters here and your uh, german language matters here apart from that work experience you be a fresher you be a work ex- work experience candidate it doesn't matter because in my course i have seen people who were straight out of bachelors who was straight who who has 10 years of experience you will not believe me my own batchmate has 10 years of experience and she she came into my course so it doesn't matter and i also know a person who who finished their bachelor's from india and came to germany and in my batch so the main prerequisites are uh, german language and grade point and other than that interns or anything is a plus for you but i don't say i can't say it's a mandatory right i think i guess i got to start taking german lessons then <laughs> thanks thanks sunita thanks okay thank you thank you ishita for that question uh thank you everyone for that question because uh, it's a very time bound session we are ending the public questions here uh sunita before we wind up uh, mm-hmm. uh can you tell us how do how do we how do you say hello in germany maybe i can learn some you know some hello german. in germany is hello only but the spelling differs <laughs> spelling differs okay. it's h a l l o that's it all right so how to greet in germany something in germany maybe i learn a little german today okay so if you if you want to say welcome you just say willkommen 
willkommen it's the spelling is different and uh, willkommen means welcome and if you say good morning if you greetings you mention so if you want to say good morning you say good morning ऑडियंस join us today it was indeed a very vital and informative session once again on behalf of feature prana i express my sincere gratitude to you for joining us today thank you so much sonita thank you so much sonia and i also would like to mention here that it was a pleasure sharing my experience because of course you are all going to be the future engineers and uh, it's always good to create awareness you know the truck struck the troubles or the struggles i went through who can can be overcome with just by sharing the knowledge so i i feel glad to present this session and i just wish you all the you uh, wish you all a very best wishes and very all the best as and you just need to uh, not worry and things will fall in place whenever you want yeah that's very sweet of you thank you thank you sunita thank you for joining us uh, we'll get back to you as soon as possible yeah sure okay yeah, yeah. bye 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 thank you all All right, now it's time to know the random winner for today's session. Let's spin the wheel to know the random winner. Let's see who's going to be that lucky person. And the random winner is Sam. Congratulations, Sam! Thank you, Sonia. So Sam, a very lucky day for you. I have to say, uh, yeah, but then yeah, the question question for you from me is, uh, how was today's uh, live AMA for you? Yeah, it was very informative. Uh, the questions which you asked, the participants asked, and uh, her way of uh, explaining the questions it was it was so lively. So I enjoyed the session more. Thank you, thank you, Sam. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm glad you had a very uh, informative session today. Uh, now it's time yeah, to award uh, the two people for shooting out their best questions. And this week's live AMA's best question winners are uh, Veda, Shankar, and Ishita. Congratulations, both of you. Uh, let me start off with Veda. Congratulations, Veda. Yeah. Thank you, Sonia. you asked a very interesting question so did you did you uh, you know uh, get all your doubts cleared through this session how did this session help you yeah yeah definitely i had actually spoken i've uh, actually spoken with sunita before and she is a really sweet and down to person uh, down to earth person so yeah and it was really interesting knowing so much about her background and like how exactly how we can improve on um, how we can decide on what we want and, and everything you know So yeah, that's very true and very kind of you to mention about her as well. Uh, congratulations on the win, Vega, and keep participating in our live event. Thank you, thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Oh, over to Ishita. Congratulations, Ishita. Yeah, how, is the, how is today's AMA for you? I, I mean, it was pretty informative. I mean, uh, the things that she shared were like in depth and I feel like I got to know a lot more about her and her background and how she, you know, uh, started to pursue machine learning and yeah, and how she got into Germany in the first place. So, yeah. Yes, very true. Very, very insightful session for me as well. Thank you so much and congratulations on the win. Thanks a lot. Thanks a Thank you everyone for joining us today. Uh, I really hope and I'm sure that all of you had a very inspiring and informative session. Keep joining uh, Featurepreneur Presence and Live AMA and uh, I'm pretty sure this, this forum would be really informative for you and you'll get to know more about data science and ML from the great speakers. Uh, thank you for joining us today and congratulations to all the winners. Thank you guys.